I was addicted to porn. The next thing you know, I was into tying men up during sex and using them until consequences left me feeling suicidal and empty. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about how porn addiction for women can spiral into a huge sex addiction and a crazy immoral lifestyle. In our last show, we had Alaris Aaron, and she boldly spilled the truth about how she got into porn addiction because she was exposed when she had some trauma from her parents getting a divorce. She sought out witchcraft as a form of control first to try to bring her parents together. But as time went on, she forsook the witchcraft and instead went and found that type of control in pornography. That pornography gave her a sense of control in her life as well. Today, she's going to talk about how the porn addiction led to a sex addiction where she was having sex with a new guy almost every day. Now, listener discretion is advised as the following contents are sexual in nature. Alaris, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Alaris, it's awesome that you're coming and, you know, just exposing the truth about all of this. So first of all, thank you for your sacrifice of being super real and transparent about your past, as I believe we are going to learn so much. Tell me a little bit about the porn addiction, like what kind of porn really started to hook you in? I don't remember the specific name of it now, but like the whole tying up and bondage yeah. I was into watching that and I would fantasize. Most of my days were fantasizing, even while I was doing my job, right. tying guys up and what I would do with them when I got off of work. Wow. So basically, you got into that porn, and that's BDSM, right? Mm-hmm. It stands for like the bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and masochism. So basically, it's like kind of this. Not just sex, but it was about really taking control Mm -hmm. over that person and having that dominance over that person. So that is what really hooked you in, which makes sense because in the past, you were trying to seek that control from the out-of-controlness that you felt from how the divorce took place with your parents. Um, Now, I understand that this started a fantasy life where you actually acted it out. You weren't just fantasizing about it in your mind and keeping it to yourself. It actually came out and on the men and being in the military. Tell us about that. It did. When I joined the military in 2001, after I finished boot camp, it spiraled out of control. Oh. It got to the point, it was so bad that every night was a different guy. Whoa. Yes. And that was me being in the military where, you know, there's this thing you're not supposed to be acting like that. Mm. But unfortunately, there was another side of the military that I found that was very horrible very horrible you mean open to sexual open to open sex everywhere all yes oh my gosh so yes you found this group and you're like Mm -hmm. let's throw down let's do this now yeah what happened like after the fantasy was acted out on a particular guy like did you begin to have these natural feelings of attachment you know did you like love any of them 
No, I didn't love anybody. <laughs> wow. And so that right there is very unnatural for a woman. Yeah. Do you think that was because of the porn addiction from before? Yes. And it just stirred something. Well, I mean, I almost came like a different person. Like I was possessed by something other than me. Interesting. So it was like a different personality or something came out. It was. During these moments. It was. So it was a game of like seducing them. Yeah. And then it was a sexual act. And then it was like, bye. Yep, and it became a game, like a kind of like a cat and mouse game for me. Oh. Because I saw other men doing it on the ship all the time. And I'm like, they're like using these women. I was like, well, if they're using all these women, why can't I do that? Why can't I use my sexual orientation to get what I want? Oh, so like you do it to like get what you wanted. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So that's interesting. You know, that's really interesting. So then sex, instead of being what is intended, which is supposed to be love and union between two people, mm -hmm. for you, it became a tool. Yes. A tool for you that you could control and will to maybe even manipulate people? Oh, I was very good at it. Wow. And my mom, of course, my mom, I learned it from my mom also. She was very good at manipulating people. So I learned how to do that too. Oh. And it was like second nature. And it unfortunately became my nature. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's go back to the porn here because yeah. I'm curious. What does porn do to the self-image of a girl? Like, how did you feel after you would view and watch a pornography like about yourself? It actually destroyed me. Oh. I felt very kind of victimized, hmm. like that mindset of a victim a little bit. And I would feel dirty and just disgusting afterwards oh. and completely empty because nothing was fulfilling. Nothing fulfilled me. Oh. And I became suicidal. I would want to kill myself and I would start fantasizing about killing myself. Oh, no. So wow. I was in a very dark place, very dark place. Now, before we get to that part, though, I want to ask you another question. So that's a pornography. Now, what about... About, you know, when you had the one night stands, like afterwards, did you ever feel like kind of guilty or like maybe something was wrong? Or were you just like, well, I'm just having the time of my life and like you didn't even think about it? Yes and no. There were certain times where I felt like I'm on top of the world, you know, wow. this is great. Other times I would be in a valley of emotions, self-hatred yeah, even. Self-hatred. Yeah. Like think of a moment, a particular instance. Why was the self-hatred coming in? I hated myself for where I was, mm. you know, it's like growing up in America, having the American dream. I thought at that point in my life, why am I not having everything that I want? Mm. I don't have that dream job. I don't have that dream car, that dream house. So mm. it was really like this false sense of reality. Yeah. Kind of realizing that even though there's this relationship, it's not real. It's like a game. Yes. Yeah, wow. it is. And it was a game. I understand, though, that the game led eventually that you got pregnant and then something devastating happened during that time. What happened? I did. I got pregnant by my boyfriend who was cheating on me for a year oh, and a half. Yikes. Yeah, right? People were getting I'm crazy. Like, That's awesome. I picked a winner. <laughs> so, unfortunately, um, I did lose my daughter as full term. Oh, no. That's horrible. It was 
devastating. But after I had my daughter in 2007, I had quit drinking. I quit that life completely. I completely just cut it off. And I wanted nothing to do with people anymore. I was so depressed in such a dark place that I was suicidal for several years after that. No, I understand that you even got like these anxiety attacks during that time. I did. I was on leave for about a month or two and went back to the ship and I would have these panic attacks, anxiety attacks. I was basically having PTSD and I could not function normally. I couldn't function. I couldn't be around a lot of people. If I was, I would freak out and I would just collapse in a ball of just crying Mm. and crying and crying. Wow. Uncontrollably. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because it was thinking that there's no consequences. And now here comes a whole ball of emotional. Here's my consequence. Just wow. Alaris, let's stop there. I want to have you on our next show because I want to know how you got out of all this mess. Because I understand it got worse before it got better. So Alaris, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you more about this right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it is wild to think that Alaris was a woman going from guy to guy and not able to develop any feelings of love or attachment, but just using men for her own sexual gratification. It seemed like she was living this great life, some might say, but as you hear how it all unfolds, she started to feel the negative effects of living this lifestyle of sex with multiple men. First, with the porn use, she didn't feel much esteem in her physical image, and it affected her self-image. That's so true. So though she's getting lots of self-gratification and pleasure, her self-image was being destroyed at the same time. Now, she was moving from sex with one man to another, and she started feeling the effects of sudden anxiety attacks and depression because she was dealing with something that she had no idea, which was that sexual immorality is toxic to one's soul. Look at what ancient writings reveal in 1 Corinthians 6.18. It says, Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. What does that mean? Sexual immorality is bad because we are sinning against our own bodies. We're bringing in damage that we know nothing of. Now, let's real quick define sexual morality is any sex outside of marital bonds. Okay, that's what the Bible defines as sexual immorality. And this is what Alaris was discovering. 
She was discovering that her life became a mess through having everything she thought she wanted. What about you? I know someone is listening right now and maybe you're struggling with porn use or sexual promiscuity of some sort. And maybe you don't know what to do with it. Like you're stuck in a cycle. Now, if you're in this cycle, I'm talking to you. I have good news for you. It doesn't have to be this way any longer. You can break free. Jesus has the power to cleanse your life and set you free from this cycle. Are you wanting that, my friend? Because God really has so much more for you. I know for me that when God was asking for this part of my life, and I was like, think about it. I'm a former atheist. I wasn't really sure, you know, like, did I want a pure lifestyle? Like, no, (laughs) I didn't really want that. But when I understood the value of the purity and of how it would affect my confidence of myself and how I'd walk, think, and talk, I took that on. I said, Lord, I lay my porn addiction down. I lay my life down to you and I want a pure life. And boy, everything changed. Everything got better in my life by giving those things up. So Father God, I'm praying for the person right now who's dealing with porn addiction or dealing with some type of sexual promiscuity. Lord Jesus, we lay it down at your feet. We give it to you. And Lord Jesus, give us something new. We need to stop sinning against ourselves. We're hurting ourselves with all this stuff. So we surrender to you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.